Hello there. Welcome to the Midlife Reboot. This is a podcast dedicated to helping women over 40 find their purpose, reclaim their power, and live their best lives. Today's episode is all about stress, how we can reduce its impact in our lives. As women in midlife, we often have many responsibilities and obligations pulling us in all different directions, which can lead to a lot of stress. And add on top of that, some changes going on in our bodies, and it can be a problem. But the good news is that there are things that we can do to reduce the stress in our lives, the effects of stress on our body, and regain our sense of calm. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out, this episode is for you. Stay tuned and learn about my approach to dealing with stress that includes creating a calm environment, using physical techniques to actually reduce the stress in your body, and adjusting your mindset about what you make stress mean and how you interpret things in your life. So let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so on a personal element, I want to talk about just how stress is showing up in our lives. A lot of things have changed over the past three years since COVID, and there is a general sense of just stress everywhere. Like, we're just kind of in this stressful environment. I feel like people are more reactive, more likely to be, you know, burnt out, exhausted, emotionally depleted. A lot of things in our lives have changed over the past three years. And then on top of that, if you are a woman who's in my age group, over 40, 50, you have the added changes going on within your body. If you are working in a stressful environment. I work in healthcare and I get this general sense that everybody's overworked and kind of burnt out. Most people are. And I have teenagers and I'm helping them kind of navigate their lives and raising kids in this day and age or in any day and age, I suppose, isn't easy. And you might even have aging parents added on top of that and different obligations. So I feel like our 40s and 50s, there's just a lot of stress to be had, right? So how do we navigate that without allowing it to completely deplete us? Whether it is how do we navigate the stressful work environment that we're living in? How do we navigate just raising teenagers and kids in a world that is sometimes feels very unpredictable um, and new and different. And, you know, adding social media on top of all of that adds another element, the competitiveness out there, the financial burdens that we're facing, whether it's college or, you know, uh, everything is more expensive these days. There's just so many layers I feel like that are adding to our stress. Now, I know that when I turned 40, I had a lot of changes going on within my body and my reaction and my ability to be resilient and, you know, react well to stress also changed. And I think that's a real thing that women over 40 are facing. And it's something that we need to, in my opinion, address separately. It's the physical changes going on inside our body, our hormonal changes, you know, our horm- hormones are go- are out of balance 
and it makes us physically at times less resilient to handle stress because it's impacting our sleep. It's impacting, you know, the, the weight in our body and all of that. And if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not prioritizing yourself um, by doing things that rejuvenate you and fill your bucket and give yourself the energy that you need to handle all of these things, then, you know, it's going to be much harder to handle stress, right? So one of the things that um, I find really, really important as a life coach and a life coach for women um, going kind of through what I've gone through for the past nine years is that we need to take care of our physical body. It really, it's not a, I should, it's a, I must, right? To really age successfully in order to, um, you know, age in a way that gives you, you know, that you're fulfilling your life versus just reacting to it and allowing it to deplete ourselves, that we must make ourselves a priority. So I think that's a really important thing and acknowledging that things are stressful. So we're not going to get rid of the things in life that are stressful, right? We can't get rid of stress. But there are things, and that's what this episode is really about, there are steps and strategies and ways that we can be better prepared, more resilient, and have the mindset to not allow stress to overcome ourselves. And this may be making different decisions, the way we look at some of the things that are going on in our lives, in our children's lives, at work, how we react to other people who are stressed out. Um, and then also addressing what it is that's going on inside our bodies because our bodies are changing and that's a real thing as well. So we're going to address all of these things in this episode. So stay tuned. I want to start by saying that we all have a predisposition based on our physiology. So just genetically where we're coming from and our past and our history and the experience that we've experiences that we've had in the world. So we have this predisposition to react emotionally to triggers in our environment. And in this case, I'm talking about triggers that are stressful for us. Somebody might say something to you, right? That has, that creates a feeling in your body and that feeling of stress or emotion may be more intense than someone else. So we all have this kind of going on either genetically again, or based on our physiology. Now, I'm sorry, based on our past, our physiology as women in midlife shifts a little bit. And my experience, and everybody's going to experience this a little bit differently. My experience in my forties is that my emotions were much more easily triggered. What I was able to kind of keep and settle down into and not have so much a reaction to changed quite a bit in my forties. So I would be more easily upset, more easily frustrated. Um, things would more intense fear for things. So my experience of feeling emotion, particularly stress, things that upset me was much more intense. Right. So there's that. There's this piece of physiology. There's also this, you know, things that have happened to you in your past. You're going to notice that those 
will be sort of the filter for how you interpret the world. Your brain has evolved throughout your life based on your experiences and your genetic predisposition. So things that happened to you in childhood, you know, could make you more likely to be, you know, fearful of certain situations or interpret things um, in a way that makes you feel more stressed out, right? So there's definitely this piece of, um, that you don't quite feel like you have control over it, right? It's just a reaction. Um, and that reaction can last longer for certain people as well. So you experience something in your environment, let's say it's your boss criticizing you, you may have a heightened sense of um, emotion to that, you feel very triggered, very upset, very stressed out by that, and you have a surge of hormones that are stress hormones. For some people, those stress hormones may linger in their body a little bit longer. Um, you may already have some stress hormones kind of surging and not re sort of dampening down. Um, so you're just having these, you know, this reaction, this physical reaction a little bit longer. Eventually those hormones do kind of settle down and there are ways that we're going to talk about on how you can actually physically um, help to reduce the feeling of stress based on your hormones to settle down a little bit so that you're not staying in that emotional state quite as long. But there is some element of this being sort of um, already genetically predisposed. And even people who have brains that are neuroatypical may react to things a little bit differently than everybody else. There's nothing wrong with you or me. We all have a different um, threshold and a, a certain length of time that this may be going on in our bodies and we're going to experience stress differently. And that's okay. We're all individuals. But what we can influence, and we can influence those hormones in our body, and we're going to talk about that. But what also happens is that those hormones trigger thoughts within our brain that we sometimes get in a thought loop of negativity thinking them. And that thought process can keep us in that stressful state even longer based on what we're thinking. And again, some of this can be based on the way we were brought up and the way we were raised and we have history. And so we our brain has certain patterns of patterns of thinking. And again, this is your mindset, really. This is based on your beliefs, um, your identity, habits, um, and the way you think about things, right? So something happens to you, you have this surge of hormones, and then this pattern of thinking about it afterwards. And if you continue in sort of this negative mindset, I'll just say that kind of loosely, but you have this sort of negative mindset that sort of keeps you thinking um, about the stressful event and you're ruminating about it and all of that, that can keep your hormone levels and your fight or flight system kind of amped up, right? So this keeps you feeling stressed out, right? There are ways that you can reduce that. And the first way that I'm going to talk about is really shifting your mindset. This isn't something that is going to happen overnight, but there are ways that you can shift the way you think to create new patterns of thinking, new thinking habits, right? So the first thing 
is to notice when a stressful event happens that, okay, you have this, this surge of emotions, your, your boss criticizes you, this triggers this, you know, feeling of frustration or anger or embarrassment, guilt, shame, whatever it is that you feel in your body. You're going to notice how that feels because if we just push it down and try to ignore it, but it's still really there lingering in the back of our mind, you're still going to have the physical sensation of stress. Then for some of us, we may not push it down so much, but we may start ruminating about it and thinking about it over and over in our brain. And it's just continually being relived and upsetting us. Right? So recognizing this event that's happening in your brain, recognizing that your thoughts are kind of perpetuating this stressful event, either if you suppressed it and didn't acknowledge it at all, because doing that is really sucking a lot of energy out of you to just hold those emotions down and kind of keep them somewhere in your subconscious brain that you're not acknowledging them. Sometimes that's even worse. Um, but then on the flip side is, the person who's ruminating and thinking about it over and over and over and over again. And then you're just kind of living in this constant state of stress. When you can acknowledge that you're doing this, that your thoughts are continually kind of creating this stressful event, then you can stop and you can change your thoughts. So, and that's really, it's a very simplistic explanation on how to do this. It's, it's a lot more work, I think, than just that. But that's really the first step. Acknowledge that the way you're thinking about something is continuing the stress. How can you shift the way you think about it? What are you making this mean that's making you upset, right? So for instance, going back to the example of criticism, because criticism at work or at home or by your friends or whomever can be really triggering for some people. You know, that criticism, what are you making that mean, right? So you're making that mean potentially that, you know, there's something wrong with you. And maybe deep down inside, you have that belief there's something wrong with you that you haven't acknowledged. And now somebody saying that to you is kind of, you know, kind of triggering that, that insecurity within yourself, right? So acknowledging that and, you know, kind of coming to terms with the thought well, maybe there isn't something wrong with me. And, you know, that's their belief, not mine. Or, you know, you can change your perspective on what it is that that person said to you and what you're making it mean. And that's what shifting your mindset is. There are a lot of ways you can reframe the way you look and interpret, look at or interpret something. You know, a very simple way is that that's their problem, not mine, right? Like, so you can completely just disregard or minimize what someone else thinks of you, right? So if somebody, if your boss is criticizing you, it could be because they're having a bad day, it could be because they're stressed out, right? So acknowledging that it may be about them and not you doesn't have to mean something about you. That's what reframing and shifting our perspective is. And we can do that for a lot of things in our lives. We can begin to practice ways of thinking that are more positive, more grateful, and not getting caught up in that negativity. And that can be hard. And it, it really does require kind of a constant commitment to do that and catching yourself when you are getting sucked into the negativity. 
And I've been there. Like I can very easily get sucked into, I feel like an emotional sponge sometimes, um, other people's negativity. And, you know, I don't always have the answers of why that is. And that really is the deep belief work um, that you do, you know, that you can do in a coaching relationship. But even just acknowledging that that's what's going on. You know, your interpretation of stress is just that. It's your interpretation. It's your mindset, right? You could take two different people, right, who can take on that criticism and feel completely different. And when when you and other people feel differently about an event, that means that that event is not a fact, right? The way you're interpreting it is not a fact. Yes, it happened, but what you're making it mean um, is based on your interpretation. So changing the way you think about things can change how you feel and react to your external world and all of those circumstances, right? What you make it mean. So that's really the first step in helping to reduce the effects of stress on your life because we get burnt out at work um, partially you know, some, some circumstances are really rough at work that we, you know, that should be changed, that pretty much everybody would get burnt out doing certain things, right? Like if it's just too much work, um, if it's constant, you don't have the resources that you need. There's a lot of things that can lead to burnout. But the one thing that we can control is how, how we think about our job, how we think about if we're at home, how we think about the things that are happening within our families, um, what we're making them mean, right? So when you feel triggered and stressed by certain things, how is it that my thoughts are making me more stressed out and more depleted, right? And how can I change that interpretation? How can I change what I'm thinking so that I feel differently about it. And one of the ways that you can actually do this, if I want to give you a very practical su uh, suggestion, is keeping keeping a journal. And that's probably the best way to just write down what your thoughts are. Because a lot of times we're just not aware. You know, our brain has so many thoughts and we're very distracted in our environments and we're very busy. We lead busy, busy lives, right? So we may not even be aware of the thought in the back of your mind that is contributing to this feeling of stress. Um, again, sometimes we're hyper aware of it and sometimes we push it away. We resist it or, you know, we're just not acknowledging it because we're trying to get through the day and you have other things to focus on, right? You could be upset about something that happened at work, but you're rushing to pick up your kids and bring them to a game and then you know you're on to another stressful thing where like oh i forgot that i needed to do this for them like we have a list of things that we need to do but you still have that stressful thought or that stressful event that happened at work that hasn't been dealt with so acknowledging it shifting your mindset um, and this can have a major impact on you know how you react in the future, because if you change your mindset and you change your thinking habits, they reinforce. So your brain is very plastic. Your brain changes based on what you do, your behaviors in the environment, right? The way you think your thoughts 
is kind of an action. It's, 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 it's something that gets reinforced in our brain. So like if we're in a negative thought pattern, it's like a highway that's been built inside our brain, right? The dirt road is probably the positive thoughts that you want to have, right? You want to think about it differently. You want to interpret it differently. But if you've been in a negative thought loop, that's the highway. You need to start taking that dirt road over and over and over again to build the highway so that it becomes a, a much quicker, easier way for your brain to think, right? So I don't know if that's making sense, but your, your neural pathways in your brain need to be built. And if we're building a new neural pathway that thinks differently, it's going to take a lot of effort and you need to do it over and over and over again in order for it to become automatic, right? You're going to have a tendency to want to think the way you always have thought, right? And you have always thought certain ways based on, again, your genetic predisposition, the way you were raised, you know, your coping mechanisms as a child, all of that. So the number one way I think um, that I think is super important is to look at your mindset. How are you interpreting the different things that are going on in your life? What are the things that are triggering you? And can you reframe look at things from a different perspective. Sometimes it's really helpful. So doing a thought download or having a journal, all of that can be really eye-opening because you can see patterns in the way that you're thinking and you start to notice it. And the second thing is that, you know, you can talk to people and that's where, you know, a coaching relationship can be really, really eye-opening um, because we are, we have so many blind spots that we're not aware of. And when we talk to somebody else and they point them out to us, it becomes really enlightening. And it's like, oh, that's what's been holding me back. That's where that's coming from. And that clarity can be really, really helpful. Okay. So that's number one. We're going to get on to number two. Okay. So step number two is addressing the physical reactions that occur in our body when we are stressed out. So our brain is wired to really help us out, um, to mobilize all the energy that we need in order to run from that tiger, right? So our, our brain is wired to keep us alive. It interprets stress pretty much any kind of stress in our life as um, something that's threatening our survival. So how can we dampen that physical response? And again, everybody might have a little bit of a different physical response based on our physiology. I think that especially in midlife, our hormones are already kind of imbalanced. So I feel like the effects of stress hormones can make us even more emotionally triggered. Um, but we can slow it down. We can dampen that response in a very effective way. And that way is by deep breathing. When we take deep breaths and we focus on a very long, nice, long exhale, we are actually stimulating our vagus nerve. And our vagus nerve is part of our autonomic nervous system, which is in charge of this stress response, right? So our sympathetic nervous system and our parasympathetic nervous system are sort of like, if you're thinking about it in terms of a car, the sympathetic nervous system is the gas pedal and the parasympathetic nervous system is the brakes. When we stimulate the vagus nerve, part of our parasympathetic nervous system, it's like putting the brakes on our car and slowing things down. 
So for gas pedal, is your brain going, oh my God, this is awful, you're gonna die. You know, the, the stress or whatever that's causing that reaction inside your brain, the breaking mechanism is your, your vagus nerve, your parasympathetic nervous system going, hold on, things are okay, right? We need to effectively practice using that breaking mechanism. A lot of times we are full throttle using that gas pedal all the time. And again, this is learned behavior as well. This is based on, you know, our nervous system being very plastic, meaning the, the things we practice are the things that get stronger. If we are constantly pressing that gas pedal, it becomes very automatic, right? So one of the things that you can do to dampen the stress response, to put the brakes on it, to slow things down, to not be so reactive, to reduce the effect of stress is to do some deep breathing because deep breathing, focusing on the exhale is going to actually stimulate the vagus nerve and help to slow and calm things down. Now, doing this in a moment that you're really upset, you can, you can do, but it may not be so effective unless you've been doing this for a while. And that's where deep breathing consistently throughout the day, getting better at that. It's like working any other muscle in your body. The more you do it, the more effective, the stronger that um, thing that you're doing becomes, right? So if you're, you know, used to weightlifting and you're used to, you know, lifting heavy muscles and you're working your bicep, your bicep gets stronger, right? The more you work on being able to de-stress, to relax and become calm, the more you're focusing on that deep breathing throughout the day, every day, the better you are going to become at doing that when you're in a situation that is very upsetting to you, um, that triggers this heightened emotional response. So you can calm yourself down better. Um, and it just also takes those hormones that are surging through our bodies sometimes constantly for some of us. And honestly, this is where, you know, um, it can be really, really depleting if we're constantly living in fight or flight mode for constantly, you know, high hormone stress. Like it's just, it becomes very depleting. So working on deep breathing, uh, consistently throughout the day, every day can not only help you in the moment when you're feeling these emotions and the, the stress hormones surging through your body, but can also take these hormones levels down consistently throughout the day. So you're not depleting yourself. You're not in that fight or flight mode all the time, because it's not always just a triggering event. It's a lot of little things that we interpret as stressful throughout the day, right? So, and we don't always notice it, right? We can be kind of in this heightened sense, uh, heightened feeling of stress all the time. And those are our hormones. That's our autonomic nervous system. Deep breathing is, in my opinion, one of the best ways that you can strengthen your ability to affect this and also um, de-stress yourself. The other thing that's really, really helpful is physical exercise, whether it's going for a walk or 
um, running or doing something physical, running up and down the stairs, doing jumping jacks. I mean, it sounds really silly, but your body, you are evolved to mobilize um, physical energy to run away from a stressful event based on just survival, right? So you see a tiger, your brain goes, oh my God, you're gonna die. It surges all of these hormones in your body and you running away from the tiger is, and then finding safety triggers or signals to your brain that you are safe. And it kind of closes that loop of stress in your body. So when you go for a run or a walk, after something stressful or a stressful day, you are closing that stress response loop and you are signaling to your brain in a very basic way that you're safe and it can then calm down. So if you have a bad day at work, um, if something is stressing you out, at, at, you know, I'm talking to women who are probably working, um, but it doesn't have to be, it could be a stressful morning at home, you know, whatever, go for a walk at lunchtime. This is a great way for you to signal to your brain on that very, very rudimentary, basic primal level that you are safe. And it can then stop surging those stress hormones in your body. And over time, if we're constantly stressed out, you're going to feel the effects of this on your body. And I believe that as women, again, when we're going through perimenopause to menopause, our hormones are crazy all over the place um, for many of us. And some of us are more sensitive to it than others, but it can be very depleting. Um, it can make it much harder for us to handle stress the way we did and less resilient, especially if we're having trouble sleeping, if you're up all night with hot flashes, all of these things. It's going to affect how your ability to handle stress. So deep breathing, Physical exercise are two really great ways for you to affect your body on that hormonal level um, to reduce the effects of stress on your physical body. And it takes practice. It's not something necessarily you're going to get good at day one if it's not something that you're used to doing, if you really are used to living in this heightened um, stress response all the time. But it will be worthwhile to practice it. So mindset shift and addressing it from a physical standpoint are two great ways. Um, taking it a step further, I just want to add, so the deep breathing and physical, physical exercise are two really great ways to reduce stress. Meditation is probably going to trump that. <laughs> um, but I know that that's kind of a harder thing for some people to um, implement in their daily life. So if we're thinking practicality and you're busy and you know, you feel like you can't take on doing anything more. Let's say you even feel like you can't take on, you know, any kind of physical exercise right now because your life is so crazy or busy or whatever. Um, doing the deep breathing, certainly you can do, and it's very effective. Next, we're going to talk about the environment. Our environment actually has a big impact on what our brain finds peaceful, relaxing, or stressful. And this can be very much rooted in evolution. Um, there are certain things that will trigger relaxation when we look at them. 
um, and release, help to release the happy hormones that calm us down. So things that are going to stress us out. Environments that are cluttered and noisy and chaotic. Um, seeing things can, that are stressful. If you work in an environment, if you work in healthcare, um, sometimes we can see things that are really stressful, right? All of those things trigger our brain to have a stress response. Now, the opposite is also true. There are things that we can look at that are calming and we can then create an environment that is calming for our brain that allows it to be more peaceful. Um, whether that is, you know, decluttering your environment, right? So cleaning it up or having a space in your home, or if you can't affect it at work, that is calming. That is a place that triggers, um, the feelings of safety and calm and peace for your brain. So these are things that we can do. Um, going for a walk in nature is calming. Watching, you know, the ocean or water can be calming. Being in a peaceful, soft lit room with all your favorite things, things that, you know, give you uh, feelings and thoughts of happiness and peace and calm, whether it's pictures of your children or your family or pictures of your animals, all of these things can actually trigger your brain to feel more peaceful, safe, and calm and can impact how you feel. So the impact of stress on your life. Um, so whether you know, you're adding plants or putting up pictures or designating a space in your house, maybe, you know, maybe your house is a little chaotic, right? You have um, extended family living there or a lot of kids and you just feel kind of overstimulated all the time, right? Where can you find your little piece of calm? Where can you go to, you know, enjoy nature, whether it's stepping outside and enjoying, um, you know, the trees and, and the sun and focusing on all of those little things. So even just taking little moments in time to go some, to go someplace, to be in a place that's calming to you, that makes you feel, um, safe and relaxed. It could be putting, you know, the screen on your TV on, you know, the ocean or the beach or something that really triggers good, happy thoughts. So wrapping up this podcast on stress, we have three main approaches to being better at handling stress, becoming more resilient. And it started with the first thing being our mindset and how we interpret the environment and how we interpret things that are stressing us out and shifting and reframing our perspective on those things. And I think that's really, really effective. That is, there's a lot of work that could be done there to help prevent us from becoming burnt out to begin with. There are going to be certain events and things that trigger us, experiences, things in our environment, right? And we can physically help to dampen that response by working on 
um, our nervous system and impacting how our nervous system is reacting to things in our environment, right? By the deep breathing, by exercising, those are, are great ways to dampen that physical response. And then also just having a place, having an environment that we can go to um, when we're feeling stressed regularly to de-stress, feel calm and feel safe. Those are the three basic things that I think are really, really important to helping us become more resilient to getting off of the um, constant fight or flight stress response, right? And the more we can do that, the more resilient we become, the better balanced we are at handling life and be getting in that habit of handling stress better will help impact how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis, how resilient your physical body is, because we do know that constant chronic stress is actually a risk factor for physical problems, aging us faster, um, all of these things. So I hope this helped you. Thank you so much for tuning into the midlife reboot. And I hope these tips for reducing the effects of stress on your, your life have been helpful. Remember, stress is a normal part of life. Um, we can't eliminate it. It's out there, but we do have the power to reduce how it impacts us. And we are able to, you know, be intentional in cultivating a more peaceful, centered state of mind. So join me next time for more tips and strategies for living your best life over 40.